0: Good morning, everybody, and thank you for those lovely readings, Barry and Debo. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for this morning. And Lord, may your will be done as you've always asked us in your prayer, as we listen to the words of this sermon. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. What is suffering? Can it be quantified? Can it ever be measured? Why do we have to suffer? What good does it cause? Will it help to shape us or just cause us pain? Job, the sorrowful, faithful individual who becomes plagued by afflictions and suffers, takes time to realize hope and the reality of resurrection. He has to endure painful suffering and he knows not why. The book starts with a prologue into his happiness, describes his wealth and we are told he fears God and shunned evil, righteous, upright individual who is living the good life. Shift to the heavenly realm and God is having an audience with the angels and Satan joins them. God asks Satan, where have you come from? He claims to have been roaming through the earth and going to and fro in it. God then asks, have you considered my servant Job? God proceeds to big up Job by saying there is no one on earth like him, that he is blameless and shuns evil. This is the narrative of the book. Satan remarks that Job's fear God fears God because he is successful with the great wealth and good fortune. The statement initiates the dialogue that leads to the testing of Job. Job is tested twice. In the first test he is stripped of his wealth and his ten children are killed. God remarks after the first test that Job maintains his integrity though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. In the second test, he is afflicted with painful sores. Skin for skin, Satan proclaims. A man will give all he has for his own life, but stretch out your hands and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you you to your face. Satan ultimately wants Job to curse God to scream and ask, why am I suffering? Job remains faithful to God despite the adversity. Although he accuses God of being unjust for his piety and good works, I ought to protect him or save him from suffering. A question we often ask, why is there suffering? Why do children die? Why is there injustices? James 5:7, patience in suffering. We are taught that people who persevere are blessed. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Joe's patience and perseverance is to be celebrated, but when you are in the thick of it, compassion and mercy are far away. Even relying on hope can be like a mountain to climb. What some people might describe as life's turmoil, crosses that we must bear, are they more resilient against tragedy such as bereavement, illness, disappointment, financial worries, family tension? Some people cope better than others when faced with major upheaval. I remind myself that God only gives us what we can cope with. God knows our strengths and weaknesses. So when we face adversity, it is important to maintain the knowledge God knows that we will arrive on the other side with a renewed understanding of him and ourselves. Whilst walking the road of disappointment and hurt, we toss in our minds, I don't deserve this. As a Christian, I have served my God well. Why do I suffer? We also echo the cries of Job, With all the injustices we witness in this world, it can be hard to hold on to our faith. Job's friends believe that God's justice is to punish the wicked, and Job Job believes he ought to be judged according to his deeds. Yet he feels totally abandoned, lost, isolated and hurt. No explanation as to why he has been afflicted. His friends come along come along with their own agenda rigid in the belief he must have done something that he's not prepared to acknowledge and be honest about they questioned his righteousness and they insinuated that his troubles stemmed from the conduct of his life and actions his friend bilbad goes so far as to say If you are pure and upright, even now he will rouse himself on your behalf and restore you to your rightful place. Bildbad continues to vilify. When will you end these speeches? Be sensible, then we can talk. By verse 18, he tells Job that those who do evil are driven from light into darkness and banished from this world. They have no offspring or descendants, no survivors. He concludes... Surely such is the dwelling of an evil man. Such is the place of one who knows not God. These words are harsh and would have broken Job because he knew who he was and he knew he was not wicked in that sense. But if this is what friends thought, what did God think? Because he had heard nothing from God. He cries, Though I call for help, there is no justice. He gets no response. The despair makes him lament. Why is there no record of his works? If only they could have been written on a scroll or etched into rock. Job knows that he has tried to be good and righteous. But he has no tangible proof of his efforts. In verse 10, he claims that God has torn him down on every side until he has gone and then uproot with what little hope he may have like a tree. Thankfully, by verse 25, Job prophesies that his Redeemer lives that, and that he will stand upon the earth knowing and believing that there is a God that will never forsake him because he belongs to him. The book of Job is of enormous significance today for those who struggle with injustice and suffering Remain faithful. It is only Satan who desires the suffering. Try and maintain that God is full of wisdom. Be victorious in your suffering. Job despairs in his friends and rebukes them. Now you too have have proved to be of no help. You see something dreadful and are afraid. Job is not privy to the conversation between God and Satan throughout his ordeal. So his endeavours are more praiseworthy because at no point does he seek to blame or curse God. He just expressed an innocent bewilderment and complained that God did not seem to listen, did not seem to be listening to him. He eventually hears from God in chapter 38, who then reminds him who he actually is, the magnitude of his glory. The honesty of prayer is of value. God wants us to be honest in our relationship with him. Job teaches us that God allows himself to be questioned because our questions and complaints show that we are still holding on to our faith in him and struggling to relate what we know of God's justice and goodness to the suffering we are experiencing. The book of Job reminds us that God's way can never be contained by simple human formulas. We often have to wait upon God's understanding and wisdom when we pray for clarity or guidance. We wait for the future glory. We don't don't hope for what we, we already have. We hope for what is yet to come. Therefore, we wait patiently for we are more than conquerors. Romans 8. We know that in all things God works works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Christ was called to suffer under Pontius Pilate. We recognize the passion. We know that he was undeserving. Christ cried out on the cross, Eloi, Eloi, yama sabacha tahani. My God, why have you forsaken me? A question, not an accusation. For even the Son of God had to wait for the arrival of his glory. Amen.